Hi guys, we're your hosts Jillian and Kaylin, and this is Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on all the things you never learned growing up, like how to buy a home, manage stress, crush your love life, land your dream job, and how to love yourself more, because we could all be a little kinder to ourselves. We're still figuring out how to get our shit together, so we're calling in the experts and the hustlers for some real talk and legit tips on how to live your best life. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. Hi friends, welcome to this week's Quickie, our super fast take on all the adulting things that matter to you. Today we're talking about how to improve your memory because let's be honest, we cannot remember shit over here. It's really bad. I've, I mean, I've always had a terrible memory, but ever since I had Mia and getting literally zero sleep, it has been scarily bad. Scarily about a word? I don't even know. It's been really scary. That's how bad it is. That's how bad it is. We're making up words over here. Like legitimately, if I have a plan or if I'm supposed to do something, if I don't write it down, it's not going to happen. I'm also just going to like call both of us out that long before Mia came along, we we do have the worst <laughs> memories. We would like have this epic podcast brainstorm meeting, come up with like a hundred ideas and then be like, okay, we're going to action them all this week. And then three days later, we would message each other and be like, what uh what did we talk about <laughs> what, a few uh... days ago and also I feel like a lot of the time I fe- I seem like a dick for not doing things when people ask me to, to, to help them out with something or to I do know. something but it's because I forget 10 minutes later like I'm sorry yeah. mom it's not that I'm ignoring things that you ask it's that I forget and I I also just don't remember my childhood so there are long-term and short-term memory issues here that uh, that are at play but as functional adults, we need to start remembering things and be productive <laughs> members of society. So we are going to dive into some tips for hacking your brain today so that you can just remember all of the shit that you still have to do. <laughs> Let's do this. So first and foremost, a great way of thinking about this is stimulating your brain using the three pillars of memory maintenance. And those three pillars are physical activity, cognitive activity, and social contact. And if you're hitting all three of those, your brain is going to be a very happy one. So physical and cognitive activities directly help your brain on a cellular level. And for cognitive, things like meditation and visualization, those improve your brain's ability to process info. And then memory games strengthen brain connectivity. Science! Science. (laughs) But it's true. On the physical side, to your point, aerobic exercise that gets your heart rate up can actually boost the size of the hippocampus. And if you don't remember what grade six, grade eight, I don't even know, biology back in the day, because we don't, the hippocampus is the brain area that's involved with verbal memory and learning. And some studies have shown that exercising not only improves your memory by improving your overall health, but it can actually stimulate your mind if you're trying to memorize sequence like in boxing or dance, which is probably why people feel so invigorated when they're doing that type of exercise. Yeah. And that's also why like, I fucking hate jogging. There's like nothing worse to me than going for a jog. But I've really been liking boxing or like cycle classes where they have choreography and like moves that you have to do because when you're learning those sequences and when you're actively engaging your brain to think about like what that choreo is it's so good for your mind and your body it also gets you like out of your head and in your head at the same time like you stop stressing about things and you start paying attention and like memorizing things so any sort of physical activity where you can activate your brain is just so good for you. And then when it comes to social contact, socializing helps keep your brain active and engaged when you're, you know, chatting with someone. And this is honestly probably why we have felt more brain fog during COVID because we just 
weren't socializing like we used to. I mean, there was no commute. There was no office banter, water cooler chats. You're not seeing your friends as much. So it makes sense. And that's why it's so important, especially as people age, like with, you know, grandparents and stuff to keep them socializing because Mm -hmm. it really keeps their cognitive abilities sharp. So this is your sign to call your grandparents if you can. But either way, just remember to stimulate both sides of your brain. So your left side through those like logistic exercises like math, languages, puzzles, anything that's like problem solving. And then your right side of the brain with creative pursuits and activities like music and art. So even if you're more inclined to be a very logical person or to be like a really artsy person, try to engage the other side and that will just make your brain a big whole happy entity. It's true. Like it's tax season and I'm like trying to get all of our financial shit for the podcast and other things in order. And I honestly feel like a freaking genius when I'm working in my Excel <laughs> spreadsheet. I'm like, I am brilliant. You're like that meme where like the equations are floating across yeah. it. Like, <laughs> oh, But this all brings us to our next tip, which is to exercise your brain and stay mentally active. So like we said, playing games like Tetris or doing puzzles and crosswords are all super helpful. You could sign up for a course or learn a new skill. Also practicing a new language is also really, really, really good for your brain and Even if it's just like 15 minutes a day of something like Duolingo, it is key. I'm trying right now to learn Portuguese because that's Gabe's first language. And I really want Mia to be able to like speak to her great grandparents in Brazil and her and her grandma. But it's hard. (laughs) But we're trying to do five minutes. I'm committing to five minutes a day before I go to bed. That's so doable. Or if you want to nerd it up like me, I (laughs) love me some cribbage. I got really into cribbage because I am a nine-year-old at heart during COVID. And so I've been playing a lot. And it just like, you know, you get the math going, you get the like the problem solving going. It's it's good. It's good times. But if you don't have an actual set or a board game, one study showed that 15 minutes of an online brain training program at least five days a week seriously improved adults' short-term memory, concentration, and problem solving. That's wild. And then there's the big one, which is sleep. And honestly, we all know this. Sleep keeps creeping up as the answer to legitimately everything. So I'm absolutely fucked because I do not sleep, (laughs) which explains the state of my memory. But the facts behind sleep and memory are so crazy. Research shows that sleep strengthens the neural connections that form memories. So like when you're not sleeping shit's not connecting it's just broken it's broken yeah you need that like you need that factory reset that happens at night so when you're sleep deprived those neurons are overworked they no longer function properly and they're affecting the way that you process info and your ability to remember things and learn anytime i'm exhausted and you try to teach me something like good luck yeah also that feeling of brain fog that a lot of us just chronically live with can Mm -hmm. be tied to lack of sleep because my mom was telling me about this I'm not sure like the the full-blown science behind it but she was watching a show where they were saying that like brain fog from lack of sleep actually happens because there's like mental debris that isn't getting cleared out of your out of your brain when you're sleeping and that's what happens like it's like your brain's taking out the trash when you're sleeping and if you don't sleep then you it's, it's foggy that's are foggy. wild. And you were telling me the other day, too, that if you only get like four or five hours of sleep one night, it basically is the same as if you were driving drunk or, or something like that. Yeah. Your cognitive abilities are like decline to a similar degree as if you were drinking and driving, That's which is very scary. Wild. Because therefore, I'm just, I should not be on the roads, guys. I should not be on the roads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you see Kaylin, move off just the road. run. Oh. Get some sleep. That's that's key. And if you do need some more help, listen back to episode eight where we dive into six tips on how you can get more sleep tonight. It's so helpful. I'm probably going to have to re-listen to that one tonight because yeah, 
baby girl's got to get some Z's over here. A hundred percent. And then this next one, it's, it's a tough one and a big one, but super, super important. And that's reducing stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and that can truly help you strengthen your memory because stress and anxiety affect how our memories are formed because when you're stressed, your body releases stress hormones like cortisol. And cortisol fucks up your brain's memory process, especially your ability to retrieve long-term memories. So if there's like a very stressful era of your life and you're having trouble recalling it, that's, that's science. There's a reason why that's <laughs> happening. It honestly explains a lot for me. And stress can also affect the type of memories that we form as well. So if we're stressed during an event, we might have more difficulty accurately remembering the details of the event later because that stress that we felt changed our perceptions and our ability to recall what we perceived. Mm. So if you've ever like blacked out during a really difficult conversation that you were kind of scared of and that was stressing you out, that happens to me all the time. That's why that's happening. Your stress and anxiety are literally like intercepting your ability to properly store and create those memories. I, for me, it got to the point where I started after I was having really emotionally charged like difficult conversations with people in my life so I started taking notes that like summarized everything we talked about in my phone because I knew I'd forget everything that we covered because I black out so side note if you if that happens to you like take bullet points so that you remember totally whip out those phones guys whip out those phones Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to anxiety, those constant worries that are just occupying your thoughts are actually dividing your brain power, which is why it makes it so much harder to give your whole attention to something when you're, you know, ruminating or just overstressing. And I know when mm. I'm super anxious, like I'm impossible to talk to. Like I can't remember what you told me five seconds later. Like it is just the only thing I'm focusing on are those thoughts. So it's hard. It's very hard. But there are ways that you can work through it. And for us, we've found that like a combination of therapy, just acknowledging our feelings and talking through them and just, you know, not hiding behind them. Hashtag toxic positivity, mm-hmm. Kaylin. Fact checking our worries to get some perspective is also really key. And then exercising mm-hmm. just to change our states. This next one we've all heard and we all know about, but meditation is the other answer to absolutely everything. Regular meditation increases blood flow to the brain and it reinforces your memory capacity. So studies show that meditating for 20 minutes a day boosts your memory and concentration. And there's also a lot of research that shows like it changes your gray matter and your Mm -hmm. brain's plasticity, which is super cool. We also do a lot of meditations on the app that I work at, the Ana app. And the ones that have really helped me, I find, are visualization meditations. Mm. So if you're not the type of person that can like sit in stillness and silence and not have thoughts, that is totally normal. That's actually really like a misconception about meditation. So try visualizing meditations because those are these like guided journeys that allow you to use your imagination and like let your mind wander in like a directed guided way so it's really cool it really stimulates your brain and and might use parts of your brain that you're not normally using and it's very easy to do and when all else fails and your memory is still shit here are some quick hacks to help you get by so number one get organized whether you're going to use calendars day planners to-do lists like shopping lists, sticky notes, literally anything that can just help keep your daily routine information accessible. Like I literally live off of my Google calendar for both my personal life and work. And it is literally the way I run my day. I set reminders. Like when Jill's mom got her puppy, I sent like a one day reminder to remember to message you. And like one hour before meetings, it just literally helps me 
micromanage the shit out of my life it makes you a hella good friend too because then you like keep track of all your friends shit it's like i have like mia's arrival date like every every important date to people i've got that all in there so it's i love that and then if you're the kind of person like me who is always forgetting where you put your shit your keys (laughs) your wallet it's super helpful to designate specific spots in your home for those like daily items that always go missing so you know they're there one thing that i've been doing that's been really helpful because i always have like 15 bags on the go is at the end of every night i'll just put everything in my biggest purse so it's like a catch-all tote bag so that if i'm going out the next day i can grab my wallet i can grab my keys i can grab everything that i'll need because otherwise it's all dispersed in different bags and then if you can never ever remember someone's name like me this one is for you. <laughs> one thing you can do is use the person's name in conversation. So right after they've introduced themselves and said their name, it might seem weird, but just repeat it and say, nice to meet you, Jillian. It's a subtle thing, and I promise you people won't find it weird, but it actually has an effect on your brain because when you say the person's name out loud, you're forcing your brain to interact with that information in a new way, and you're just kind of like locking it back in. Love that. Because instead of just hearing the name, you're now engaging all the parts of your brain required to actually speak it, and you're forming these new neural pathways and it's just crazy it improves your recall too such a good idea and then quiz yourself later on so try to use their name again later on in the conversation a really non-weird way to do it is when you're saying goodbye just say hey it was so nice to meet you jillian you can also text yourself their name or write it down in your phone right after you've you've met. I've done that before at like mm-hmm. networking events. I've just like gone to the washroom, written down their name or where they work so I can remember like who the hell they were. So, so key. I have a friend that anytime we would go out to a restaurant, he would write down the like serving staff's names when they introduced themselves. Oh and I was God, like, that's so that. fucking weird. Why are you doing that? But then he did such a good job of just making everyone feel like very seen and special because he always knew their names. It was very nice. I love that. That's so sweet. And then if all else fails, you could also use a mnemonic device, which is basically if you met someone named Sarah and she had really nice hair, you could be like Sarah with the nice hair or (laughs) Jill lives over the hill. And it's just a really easy way to remember someone's name. And then last but not least, if none of this works, introduce someone else to that person and just say a little prayer that they say their name again. A hundred percent. I literally just did that this weekend. I like ran into someone that I I knew when I was with a friend and I was like, ah, fuck, I don't know this person's name. What am I going to do? And then I was just like, oh, hey, this is like my friend so-and-so. And I didn't introduce the other one whose name I forgot, hoping that they they would then introduce themselves. And they did, which was great story of my life but also like be a good friend to your friends and if if your friend ever introduces you and not the other person that's your cue that they don't know what the this name. person's name yeah. is and <laughs> you should a hundred percent then be like so nice to meet you sorry I didn't get your name or like what was yes. your name and just like do your friend do your friend a solid like, don't make be this a awkward jerk. situation better <laughs> love it I had something else to say but I forget it because my memory's <laughs> shit so <laughs> So there you have it, friends. We hope this episode helps you find some ways to improve your memory and just keep that brain working. You got this, friends. So there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard today, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a comment or a rating. And we'd love it if you would share this with your friends by screenshotting the episode and sharing it on social by tagging at Teach Me How to Adult Podcast and DM us with any topics or guests you'd like to hear on the show. See you next time. Bye. Bye.